Hello everyone, this is Lee with the Business Startup Channel and today we are with Chef Shachi at her restaurant at the Anaheim Packing District in California. So this looks like a very, very interesting uh, location, first of all, because it looks very unique and because we've never done any kind of interview as of yet in the food industry. So we, I would love to learn and maybe some of you would also like to learn a little bit more about different cuisine as well as different types of restaurants. So with no further ado, Chef Shachi, how are you doing today? I'm great. Thanks for having me, Lee. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> that is awesome. So can you please first tell us a little bit about yourself and about your restaurant? Sure. Uh the restaurant is called Adya. It's a Sanskrit word. It means the first or the original. We've had the first location for just over five years. Uh, we have another location in Irvine, California that uh, we've had for just over three years. Um, they, our focus with our food is Indian street food. Uh, so it's a fast casual concept. Uh, so we have a lot of things that are familiar to people. So we have kebabs and we have curries, but then we also have a whole other section of the menu that may not be as familiar to people. Um, there's chats, which are small bites and appetizers. They're usually multi-textured, multi-flavored, lots of different things happening in each bite. Uh, there's pavs, which are essentially like Indian style sloppy joes. Uh, we have gati rolls, which are wraps. And these are all popular street foods in India. They mm -hmm. just haven't made it here um, in plain sight as much. Gotcha. So our, our focus is really getting people to be, feel comfortable with Indian food. Um, and as for me, uh, I have been cooking professionally for almost 18 years. Oh, wow. Um, I s actually started uh, by wanting to go to med school. I wanted to be a doctor from when I was very young and I took a lot of biology and calculus and I ended up working for a doctor and I one day realized that I would never be as happy as he was. Um, I don't know what sparked that moment in for me so I started to think about what I wanted to do um, and that's when I started looking into culinary school and then through a series of uh, pushing myself in the right direction, which I didn't know was the right direction at the time, um, I ended up in the food industry. And I've worked in New York and DC and Northern California. And then now finally I own my own place in Southern California. Wow, that is, that is awesome. So DC, New York, and now California. Mm -hmm. One of the things I really wanted to ask you is when I walked in here, I saw a poster, and I believe that's you on the poster there. Yes. Can you please tell me a little bit about that, because that looks very interesting. So the poster basically says, um, Chop Champion. So uh, last year, the episode aired in September, but was filmed earlier in the year, about six months before that. and then. The whole application process and interview process was even before that. Uh, Chop, being on Chopped was a really amazing experience. And there's so many people that watch the show. And the top three questions are, do you get to see what's inside the basket before? And the answer is not really. You get to look at it for about 10 seconds before you have to make something out of it. 
Um, and then the other one everyone wants to know is, is the timing real? It's 100% real. When they say 20 minutes, they mean 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Yeah. Wow. Um, and it's, you don't get to see the episode, so you, you've, you've lived it, and it's a very long day. Mm -hmm. I got there at 6 a.m. and left at almost, almost 8 p.m. Mm -hmm. um, but... It, when I watched the episode, I literally was like, wow, this was way more stressful in real life than it looks on TV, if you can imagine that, yeah. Wow, that is so awesome. And then how did you actually get onto that show? So there's a very involved application process that um, you start with an online application, and if they like that, then you make a video and send it to them, and then you do some Skype interviews and some telephone interviews, and if everybody likes you and you have the TV presence that they're looking for and you have the story that they want and um, then they come here and they film what's called your bio which is the beginning piece of when you first walk out okay um, and they talk about your restaurant and a little bit about your background wow that is so cool so you got to be on chop and yes. you actually won correct yes. wow that is really awesome wow Thanks. That's, that's, that's like, wow, now I feel like, wow, this is, <laughs> this is going to be great. I mean, wow, to be on TV, to be on Chopped. And you said this is, now this is your second location, right? This so you is have the first location. The first location. Yeah. And then the second location is in Irvine, is that Irvine. correct? It uh, is near UCI in University mm -hmm. Town Center. Wow, that is cool. And then how long have both of these locations been up? So this one is almost six years old, mm -hmm. and Irvine will be four this year. Wow, that is cool. So yeah. For those who don't know Irvine, Irvine is super awesome. I, that, that is actually, I would love to check out that location as well when I'm in the area. But to backtrack a little bit, can you go back to when you're saying you were working, we were working for doctors, is that correct? I or, was, yeah, I was working in a doctor's did, office. How did that transition happen from that into, uh, into the culinary field? Well, I'd always enjoyed cooking. I always had a love for food. Um, and after this very specific moment that I had, um, and I was blessed to have had this early, um, when I realized that I was never gonna be as happy as he was mm -hmm. if I continued down this path. I, was kind of like great now what am I gonna do because this is the only thing that I'd been pursuing for years mm -hmm. um, and I went home and my sister suggested culinary school mm -hmm. she said you like it you enjoy it and I was like okay um, but I didn't know anything about culinary as a profession at all mm -hmm. I didn't nobody in my family's in the business I didn't have any chef friends um, I didn't know that you can go for four years mm -hmm. and spend $100,000. <laughs> you can go for six months. I, it was literally a new world mm -hmm. that I was exploring. Mm -hmm. um, and I was just gathering lots of information and there was a pharmaceutical sales guy mm -hmm. who came into the office and he was waiting for the doctor. And he said, so what is it that you wanna do? Mm -hmm. And I said, oh, I'm looking into culinary school. He said, you should talk to my friend, he's a chef. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay. So I called this guy and I set up an appointment to meet him. And this was in Northern Jersey. And I didn't, you know, now, if it was now, I would have Googled him and I would have, <laughs> you know, 
gotten some understanding of where I was going and who I was meeting. And I didn't do any of that. I just was like, I'm going to go meet this person and they're going to help me figure out how to do this. Uh, and he took 45 minutes out of his day to chat with me, which at the time I didn't have the grand appreciation for that I do now. <laughs> like for just somebody to walk into your restaurant and say, hey, so I'm thinking about doing this. What do you think I should do? <laughs> um, and he, he took the time to walk me through a bunch of, we just talked about a bunch of different things. And he said, if you'd like, you can come in and hang out on Saturday. And I said, great. Um, and I went in on that Saturday and I'd never been in a restaurant kitchen before in my life. And I loved it. I knew that day that this is what I'm supposed to do. Wow. That is cool. Yeah. That is awesome. I'm, I'm very lucky to have had that, both of those very specific experiences. I know that I'm very lucky to have had that, those moments. When you started doing that, where did the road take you after that? So you started coming in on Saturdays. I only came in that one Saturday. That one Saturday. That one Saturday. Okay. That's all okay. he had offered was, hey, you want to come in on Saturday? And I said yes, and I loved it. Mm -hmm. So halfway through the day, generally, before you start dinner service, you mm -hmm. have a meal, which is called family meal. Mm -hmm. So we were having family meal, and the chef and the sous chef sat me down, and they said, so what do you think? Mm -hmm. And I said, I love it. And they said, how would you like to work here? And I remember very clearly saying, what? <laughs> because I wasn't there looking for a job. This wasn't my intention at all. I was just shocked. And they said, well, you know, it would. And I was okay. So I did. Uh, I worked the doctor's office in the morning mm -hmm. and then I drove to the restaurant mm -hmm. and worked dinner service at the restaurant and closed. So I drove like a hundred miles a day. Oh, wow. It was, it was a very intense six months where I did both. Wow. It was. As you were doing that, well, I guess my first question is, what type of uh, restaurant was it? It was in Berkeley Heights, New Jersey. It was a brewery plus a fine dining element mm -hmm. where he, he was a very well-known chef. Mm -hmm. He had won awards in Manhattan, and now this was kind of his baby. Um, so he was very creative with his food and he gave me an opportunity to be creative and add stuff to the menu, which was amazing. That's cool. Um, yeah. I mean, it's really lucky <laughs> to have that kind of opportunity as your very first opportunity. Um, and I mean, it was, it was like my kindergarten of cooking. <laughs> That's cool. Where did you go from there? So you said you were there for six months? I did both for six you months. You did both for six months. And then wow. I left the doctor's okay. office and did the restaurant full time for another six months. Gotcha. And then I left with the intention of going to culinary school. I said, okay, now I'm ready. I'm going to go to culinary school. And there's a charity event that they hold in New York every year called mm -hmm. Taste of the Nation. And basically it's a bunch of chefs uh, that showcase a dish and there's some wineries and it was like, you know, the ticket was very expensive for me at the time and I was deathly shy. <laughs> so my sister was supposed to come with me and at the last minute she said no. 
I said, well, I got to go. I bought these tickets and I have to go. So I went by myself, which was very difficult in its own thing. But what I did there um, was I basically introduced myself and took cards from anyone chef any one of the chefs there mm -hmm. either whose story interested me like mm -hmm. how they got to where they are um, their food spoke to me in some way mm -hmm. and I spoke to a bunch of women because I was very very aware that being a woman in in a professional kitchen is something I need to talk to other women about because mm -hmm. this is a thing mm -hmm. um, and then the following week I called them all and set up informational interviews wow. and said and basically the point of that was, <laughs> hi, my name is Shetty. Where do you think I should go to school if I wanted to work for somebody like you? And I just gathered all this information from all these chefs who were in some of the top restaurants in Manhattan. And one of the people I spoke to during these was Floyd Cardoz from Tabla. And I talked to him for about 15 minutes and he said, so what is it that I can do for you? I said, that's it, I just wanted to talk to you. There's, I, to me, I think there's something to be said for when you feel very strongly or passionately about something, mm -hmm. the universe sort of pushes you in the right direction. Mm -hmm. um, even though, I mean, yeah, that's probably what you're supposed to do, right? Mm -hmm. You're supposed to network at these things. And then, but I didn't know it as that. I just knew that as, I think this is the right thing, the right way to do this. Mm -hmm. um, and he said, I have a position you can trail for. And a trail is basically like a, like a working interview day mm -hmm. you get to see how the kitchen works they get to see how you work um, is that something that's common in the restaurant yes. industry wow yeah. I had no idea yeah that, that's a restaurant <laughs> thing um, and I was like oh my god now that literally was like the happiest day of my life until that I, rem I remember that feeling of that day very clearly and I, then I remember thinking oh my god I don't even have a knife <laughs> so I had to go I had to go buy a knife <laughs> um, for this trail. Wow. So, what were some of the advices that you think were, if you had to choose two or three before you even started schooling, but as you were looking to get into this, what were the three that you think stuck with you, something that you remember? Well, what I found from talking to a bunch of different people was mm -hmm. I got a bunch of different answers. Uh, I got, you should go to my alma mater because that's the best. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't have to spend this much money. You can spend less money, but you have to work harder. Mm -hmm. And then ultimately, I ended up working for Floyd Cardoz and never going to culinary school. Because you can learn it Absolutely. on the job. Absolutely. Um, you have to, I worked with people that went to school mm -hmm. and I still work with people. Mm -hmm. I teach culinary school four times a quarter. I'm not against it, but the value of what you get, even post culinary school, what you get from working with somebody in a restaurant is very different than what you learn in culinary school. It's just a very different environment. Culinary school can teach you the basics, it can teach you how to cut stuff, it can teach you how to make things, it can mm -hmm. give you confidence in your cooking. Mm -hmm. But when you're working for somebody else, you're making their food. You have to learn it their way, mm -hmm. and you have to be able to produce the same thing mm -hmm. quickly <laughs> over long periods of time. It's, it's way less glamorous mm -hmm. than 
it seems from the outside. Gotcha. It's wow. a lot of hard work. I mean, you're standing for 12 to 15 hours a day and you mm -hmm. don't get holidays. Being a business owner, what are some of the difficult things that you have to deal with or work around um, in the past couple of years? So definitely having been in only, you know, I was the chef of this place and I have these responsibilities versus I'm the chef of this place and the owner. Mm -hmm. Those are two different hats to wear and you have to look at every single problem from those very different, per which sometimes are very different perspectives. Mm -hmm. um, for example, and this is probably our best example for Adya, when we first opened, mm -hmm. I said, we're not gonna have chicken tikka masala because we're gonna do all these other special kinds of curries. And I'm, you know, I'm gonna, there's a learning element. I'm gonna show people what Indian food is all about. And very quickly, within two weeks, I realized that I could not not have chicken tikka masala. And that was owner brain realizing people are coming <laughs> and they're looking at the menu and they're like, oh, they don't have it and they're leaving. They won't try anything else until they've tried that. So then chef brain says, okay, then it has to be the best chicken tikka masala that I can make. So now I have people that come in and eat chicken tikka masala every week, but eventually they'll try something new. Mm -hmm. And I'm, that, that's fine for both brains then, you know? The chef brain is satisfied, owner <laughs> brain is satisfied. But there's, there's so many other things to mm -hmm. look at as an owner um, versus being a chef. Um, and the chef part of it seems so small in the big picture of actually running a business where you, you have to manage employees and costs and, you know, and you do that to a certain extent when you're, you know, the executive chef of a restaurant, mm -hmm. but being the owner of it really changes your perspective on the smallest thing. Every, every small thing is now my responsibility. Talking about being an owner versus going through the steps, let's say, as being an employee, mm -hmm. what are some of the things that you could share with us that you've learned that, really, that you really focus now as the owner versus, let's say, working for a restaurant? As an employee, I know that it was always really important to me uh, that I work for somebody that I respected mm -hmm. and that I really liked what I did. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed coming to work. Um, and that's something as an owner, I've really tried to recreate for my team. Gotcha. Because I, I know the value of that, mm -hmm. having been there. Mm -hmm. um, I know the value of when you get to a point and you're you're no longer looking forward to it and you shouldn't be there anymore. Mm -hmm. And as an owner, I can see that mm -hmm. and I, I can respect that and say maybe it's time to part ways without it being terrible. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, I mean, as, as you, especially in kitchens, there's, mm -hmm. there's a culture you create mm -hmm. that's, that very definitely comes from the chef or the owner, whoever's there. And I've worked in all kinds of different kitchens. Um, we are allowed to have music on during service. You're not allowed to have music on during service. You're allowed to curse at each other. 
you're allowed to throw things, you're, you know, there's, there's very, it's very personal mm -hmm. to that person. Um, one of the reasons we have open kitchens in both locations mm -hmm. is as a line cook, I worked in an open kitchen and I worked in closed kitchens. Mm -hmm. And the thing that I loved about an open kitchen, yeah, it's, you know, there's pluses for me as an owner, everyone has to be cleaner and they have to pay attention <laughs> to what they're doing, right? But as a line cook, one of my favorite memories is watching somebody eat something that I made. I put that on their plate. And you know when somebody eats something and they they put it in their mouth, their paws, their eyes get big, and then they tell the other person to try it? That moment of pride. I have a very vivid memory of that. And that I want my team to be able to see that. So if they can see somebody eating something that they made or if somebody can interact with them. And in a closed kitchen, the kitchen is usually separated from the entire experience. Mm -hmm. It's only what the servers share with you. Gotcha. Um, so open kitchen is really important to me. Um, respect is really important to mm -hmm. me. Um, and I've worked in places where it was, you know, like for each other, for your equipment, for, yeah. you know, these are all things that, and over, it's like this process that you go through. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, do I want music? Yes, but do I want it during this time? No. And you, you figure out what works for you and then you apply it to your team. The other thing I know is that I, as somebody who worked for other people, I highly respected the ones that worked with us, right? I work with my team. So if it's a really long day and we're gonna be here for 12 hours, I'll probably be here for the 12 hours with you. Or if we have five events in a row, I'll be here for all five. So there is a level of we're in this together versus good luck, guys. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that you mentioned early about the culture of the kitchen. Again, that's something also I don't really know much about, and, and I find that very interesting. So, yeah. wow. Um, if someone was to, let's say, open, you know, maybe like a little restaurant mm -hmm. somewhere in the world, and they're listening to this, and they really don't know much, but like you, they like to cook, what would be some of the suggestions you'd give them? Go work for somebody else first. Uh, Go work in somebody else's restaurant, just so you get a sense of how hard it is. Uh, I've met a lot of people in my path, mm -hmm. along my path, who don't have any restaurant experience, and they open a restaurant. Mm -hmm. And it's jarring how difficult it is. Oh, yeah. It's not just open it up and people will show up. Mm -hmm. If you have the opportunity to learn mm -hmm. and get paid, you're not going to get paid a lot, but get <laughs> learn and get paid at the same time, just go work in a restaurant. Work as a server, work as a dishwasher, work as anything you can get in as, and learn as much as you can from that place. Pick a place you like, you like the food or you like the service, something that you like about there. Um, and go and work there, temporarily. And even if you want, you can tell them I wanna work here for free, whatever you wanna do. But if, as long as you can give yourself that experience so that you have a set of, ex at least a certain set of expectations. It's, it's hard, it's hard work, it's long hours, it's, 
I was fortunate enough to open restaurants for other people before I opened my own. So I had, I had a ton of construction experience. Oh, wow. Um, so I could manage construction. Um, if you don't have that, make sure you have somebody that does, you know. Um, marketing is really important. Like, pick, identify what you're really good at mm -hmm. and then have people do the stuff that you're not really good at. Also, surround yourself with people that can figure out what you're good at that you don't know. That is excellent advice. That is, that's really, wow. really important. I have two people that have pushed me to do things that I don't think I can do, and then I do great at. Chopped is an example of that. Wow. Mona made me do it. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. One of the questions I also had for you is can you tell me a little bit more about the cuisine of the restaurant? Sure. Because um, we've, we've, we've touched on some business aspects, but um, let's say, I mean, I'm not really too experienced in trying different foods. So mm -hmm. how would you, you know, let's say describe to me some of the top things that are popular here so that if I would come and be like, hey, you know what? I want to order this and that. So one of the great things <laughs> about coming to Adya as a person that maybe has never had Indian food before, we have lots of those customers here. Um, because I think the way that it's set up, it allows for uh, like a, the barrier for entry is, is lower. Like they're like, oh, it smells good, it looks good. I think I'm gonna take this risk today. This is a good idea. Um, and our team, knows the menu really well mm -hmm. and they're able to walk you through and find out so how hungry are you and that, let's start with that do you have any food allergies mm -hmm. we'll take a different direction do you want to get a snack do you want to eat you know are you looking for something spicy and then we'll direct you to here's two things i think you might like and then go from there so, because there's there's a lot of people that come in and they, they want chicken tikka masala because that's a thing they know. They want samosas because that's a thing they know. Or sag paneer. Sag paneer is cream, spinach, and cheese. And then there's people that come in and some people come in and they're like, I want what that guy's having. I saw it on his plate. Can you tell me what it is? And yeah, you know, there's, because kebabs are really fascinating. It's an open kitchen, so people get to see things being cooked. The naan is cooked fresh. The kebabs are cooked in the tandoor fresh. So it's all very sort of interactive and brings you in. So you'll have some sense of, you've accepted that, like, yes, this is what I want to do today. And then we sort of guide you to the right choice. Wow, that is interesting and different. I mean, I wish, I mean, as a consumer or just a person that somebody would help me sometimes navigate some of the because I have no idea what I so want. So this is part of the thing I think that a lot of people avoid Indian food for this very specific reason is you know I could go into this Indian restaurant the menu is 25 pages long mm -hmm. what if I pick the wrong thing? Correct. And then I had this terrible experience and I spent $30 on it. Here it's you know it there's less risk mm -hmm. because you're in this food hall and everything looks great and it smells really good. So you're, and we're walking you towards the dish. We're talking about everything, mm -hmm. right? You're like, well, what is this one? And what is this one? And this one, well, if you're sensitive to spice, I wouldn't recommend this, mm -hmm. but here's maybe something you can have instead. Okay. 
Wow. So, yeah, and that's really important for me is having a team that's able to talk about the food. Because you'll notice if you're here when our team's all here, I'm the only Indian person on our team. Gotcha. Um, but that doesn't mean that, I mean, I have people that cook our food and make our food and we have recipes and they're able to talk about it and they know the spices that are in it. And that for me, it's, I'm very proud of that fact that I can share my culture and my food with anyone and everyone. Wow, that's cool. That is awesome. And then, so during open hours, mm -hmm. you're here. Um, have you had any kind of interesting situations within the kitchen? Or what was the most interesting situation within the kitchen that you've ever experienced? Let's say on a busy day, uh, be it maybe something doesn't go right, or maybe something in the that kitchen. Was... <sighs> Opening day in this building uh -huh. uh, was a madhouse. It was absolutely insane. <laughs> and I remember right before we were going to open, I said, I better run down to the other side, run to the restroom. And as I walked back, every glass window and door had people in it like this. Um, and I have a very blurry memory of that day because I just had my head down doing stuff the whole time because our team was so new. They like they knew how to, like, each person knew how to do one thing, you know, we're like, just keep doing this. <laughs> um, and all three partners were here and we were all managing different stations. Um, but in terms of like a disaster, a kitchen disaster, um, we've been lucky here, I guess, when it comes to kitchen disasters. How about then another question for you? Because <clears throat> you mentioned opening day. Opening day versus today, and you're talking to yourself, and you said, hey, you might want to consider these things. What would you tell yourself? What would you want to consider? The advice you would give to yourself, not somebody else having the experience that you have for you. Going forward. Going forward. Like forward advice. Mm -hmm. Definitely to keep things in perspective and be aware of where we came from and always have a vision of where we're going. That, those, those are really important to keep you sort of balanced. You know, like you can get stuck in right now, you know, or today. I have 75 things to do today, right? And then, then that overtakes everything. But at the beginning or the end or in the middle or something, mm -hmm. you take a minute to recognize. I mean, it could be as small as some of my employees. Some days I walk in and I recognize that they did something great today. And I think about, I remember when she started and couldn't do anything. <laughs> and look at her now. Or, you know, I remember when I had to do this thing because nobody else could do it right. And now I, I don't. Or here's how I want this to grow into this next project and how do I get me and my team to move towards my next goal. And I am lucky to have a team that affords me that luxury that I can think about 
the future and not be just fixated on the 75 things that have to be done today. <laughs> that brings me to two questions. With okay. 75 things, how do you stay organized? And then the second question is, you're talking about the future. Where would you like to go in the future? Um, so I have recently become very reliant on my Google Calendar. Um, <laughs> this, is, this is very new. This is like this year new or late last year. Everything. I put everything in there. If I have to remember something, it goes in there. If I have an appointment, it goes in there. If I have a phone call, it goes in there. If somebody's going to come in to meet me, it goes in there. And that way I have it, all, all of it. Um, if I think, because I randomly think of things like, oh, I have to email this person. It goes in my phone. And I bought, a, I used to be a writing person, and so I bought myself a little notebook. And I would write in it, but I have found sometimes I don't have said tiny notebook with me. So now I've been relying on, on notes in my phone. So yeah, that's, it's helped me become very significantly more organized than I ever was, to be honest. Um, and then in terms of future, uh, right now I'm working on a line of packaged sauces. Yeah, and it's, to be honest, it's a completely different business. It's a different world. Um, and I went to the fancy food show in San Francisco a couple of weeks ago to check it out and to meet people and I've been, you know, talking to people and how does this work and it's it's still food, but it's a very different business. So I've been learning and doing that. Um, and then I also want to get started on writing a book. Really? Yeah. Can you share me a, a little bit book. more a recipe book? Yeah, it's going to be recipes and stories. Uh huh. Um, so each recipe will have a story, or each story will have a recipe, depending on how we. What type of recipes would it be more towards what you're doing now, or if, if you could just like let's say you're writing this book? Mm -hmm. right? It's going to be so. I. I. I'm Indian, mm -hmm. right? I was born there, but I was raised in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. But I was surrounded by Indian culture, and I think my perspective on Indian food mm -hmm. is the same as a lot of people now, but it's different. It's neither very... It's not directly from India, and it's not fusion. I hate the gotcha. word fusion. Um, <laughs> But somewhere in the middle is where my sensibilities lie, is I'm able to look at something Indian or not Indian from both sides of these, of these very opposite spectrums. Um, so I ate peanut butter and jelly for lunch, <laughs> but I also ate Indian food for dinner. Um, but my mom also made Mexican food and Thai food, and we have access to all this stuff. And I'm able to now take like, if I make macaroni and cheese, is it just going to be macaroni and cheese? No, it'll probably have some more stuff in it. Um, so it'll be a product of meat, in a sense. Indian influenced. And, wow. I think that is so awesome. So there's, I mean, to me, that would sort of be in a way like looking to the future. These are the things I want to do. And I think that is amazing because it's, from my experience, not a lot of business owners really look far as to where they want to go. 
It took me a while to get there, I'll be honest. I wasn't always like, okay, this is what's going to happen next. It, like in the beginning, all you can worry about is today. <laughs> and then towards the end of today, you're worrying about tomorrow. And then you get to a point where you can worry about next week. Now, now you can think as far as next month. Now I'm at a point where I'm, I have a great team and that allow, allows me the opportunity to explore the future. You also said that you were looking at doing sauces. Yeah. I am totally intrigued by that because, I mean, that, like you said, it's very different. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you come to that saying, hey, I, this is just like a, one day you wake up and I say, I think I'm going to try doing different sauces. Or, uh, well, <laughs> we make our own hot sauce here. And people have been, since the very beginning, like, this is the best. You should bottle it. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, okay. You know, when you think about it in a... And then eventually I was like, no, you're right. Mm-hmm. I should bottle this. And then from there, mm-hmm. it's, here's all these other things. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, it's, all of these things are born from mm-hmm. having this restaurant, for sure. It affords me the op- opportunity to do more food things. That is so cool. Yeah. Wow. And then. The current again, again, I'm just really intrigued about the sauce thing because yeah. it's like, yeah. are you thinking about doing one to start, or are there potential multiple? That there you're... will be multiple. Mm-hmm. It's going to be one to start because I okay. have that one down pat. That's uh, awesome. And I have the packer knows how to make it and everything, and that one's going to be first. Wow. Um, and then the subsequent will be a series. Wow, I'd love to try it. That, that's I'll awesome. Keep you posted. That is awesome. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, no, definitely got to try it. My next question for you is: Can you tell us a little bit more about? Let's say someone's because vi- we have, we're right next to Disney here. Mm-hmm. So someone is visiting. They're coming to the packing house. Um, let's say. Let's say I'm not a vegetarian, and I know we've already touched up on this, and I'm talking about this because this is some of the experience from my family, so uh-huh. I really like, so we're not vegetarians, mm-hmm. we're not really big on spicy food. Okay. Like, what would be some of the things that you would suggest to somebody who, again, not in the spicy, not vegetarian, doesn't know much about it? Okay. Uh, I would, so generally, if you're not into spicy, we generally recommend the malai kebab. It's going to be chicken breast that's marinated with cream cheese, ginger, and cilantro. It's cooked in the tandoor, mm. so it's very juicy, very flavorful, but mm. without being spicy. Okay. Um, you could also do the chicken tikka masala, which is our number one curry. It oversells everything, and that's also because people recognize that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the shrimp curry is a coconut okay. base that's very good, not spicy. Mm. Um, if you wanted a snack, you could do a samosa cha. A goat cheese naan is something that is very unique to Adya. Um, it's a naan that's stuffed with goat cheese. So it's like a Indian grilled cheese sandwich, kind of. Okay. It's super good uh, for a snack. Uh, you could do any of the gati rolls. None of those are very spicy. Mm. So there's, there's, lots, there's, of there's lots of options. Yes, there's okay. definitely lots of options. And I think one of the things that really works for this location mm. is that there are a lot of tourists and people that are here for conventions. And it's their opportunity to try something new. 
Do you also do any kind of catering? We do. We do quite a bit of catering, actually. And how does that work? I mean, I'm just curious again, because I don't know much. I just know that catering, they bring your food, and that is it. So let's say if I wanted to order a whole bunch of food, because I have a booth at the convention, the, mm -hmm. let's say the as for one of the musicians. Tell me a little bit about the process. I call in, I say, hey, I want to order some food. Yeah. Where do so we go from here? We, um, <laughs> My partner handles most of the catering, because that's mm -hmm. sort of his forte. Um, but basically we sit down or take a phone call and we say, okay, what are you looking for? When is it for? What's mm -hmm. your budget? What's your restrictions? And we create a menu for you. And then you say, okay, I like this and this and this. Can mm -hmm. I swap this out for this? Okay. And then we go from there. Yeah. Cool. So, wow. Yeah. So it's not very like, no, you can only have this or this. It's very, it's per personalized each person's event. Mm -hmm. Wow. That is yeah. awesome. And finally, if someone was to come out here, can you please tell us where you're located, how they can reach you, what are your hours of operation, and, and I they can find you somewhere on the internet. Yes. Uh, so if you're looking for the Adia Anaheim mm -hmm. location, that is inside the Anaheim Packing House, and that's at 440 South Anaheim Boulevard, Anaheim 92805. Our Email. Our website is www.adyaoc.com. That's mm -hmm. adyaoc.com. And both locations' menus are on there. Mm -hmm. Both locations' addresses are on there. Mm -hmm. uh, both locations open at 11 a.m. every day. Okay. Um, and we close at 9 daily at Irvine. Mm -hmm. In Anaheim, we close at 9 Monday through Thursday. Friday and Saturday, we close at 10. Uh, there's live music in the building on Friday and Saturday at Anaheim as well. That's cool. And Sunday day, there's live music in the building, mm -hmm. and we close at 8 on Sundays. Wow. And for all of our listeners, all your information will be included underneath in all the podcasts Super. and the video, so that if anyone wants to come out <clears throat> and try some food here in Anaheim, you are more than welcome. Yes. So, everyone, thank you so much. This is Lee with the Business Startup Channel. I hope you enjoyed this episode and if you would like to get in contact all the information will be below thank you so much everyone